Looking for your next spot out with family or friends? Whether you're on the east side, downtown, in Fitchburg, or at Hilldale, you're sure to enjoy one of Madison's favorite traditions. Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company, Madison's home for craft beer and pub food since 1994. Live from the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company, this is the Great Dane Huddle on 100.5 ESPN with Chris Orr. An excellent play by the freshman out of DeSoto, Texas, Chris Orr. Here's Alex Strofe. This is the Great Dane Huddle live from the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company on the east side of Madison, my home turf. I'm Alex Strofe alongside. Fresh off a USFL run with the New Jersey Generals, a Wisconsin Badgers legend. My man, Chris Orr, is back with us. Christopher, it's good to see you, bro. What an intro, man. It's good to see you, too, man. It's hard to hear you over to applause. Yeah, yeah, everybody's going wild. Actually, I will say, though, I will say there's quite a few faces looking at us. We were were sitting at the bar, you know, catching up a little bit beforehand. As as I mentioned, you're fresh off. You're running Canton, Ohio with the New Jersey Generals, (laughs) which that doesn't make any sense to me. We'll get to that in a second. But... Uh, I saw people looking at us as we were talking about a few things, right? Yeah. Like USFL and yeah. your teammates, right? We we were we were reminiscing with the yeah. with the battle for Wisconsin softball game coming up on Alec Ingold and Chris Borland, and people are looking at us like, who is that guy? Because <laughs> clearly I'm not the athlete, right? Like I'm the scrawny, tall dude <clears throat> with a really loud voice. Um, you're you're oh, the, you look like a Hooper. I I have the height of a Hooper. You yeah. I mean, you don't want to see me hoop. I don't think a single. I don't think there's a single basketball player that I could look at and say like, and they all look like aliens. They're just real tall and skinny. Are you saying I look like an alien? Because I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. You I'll take that as a compliment. <laughs> I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. Uh, Chris Orr with us. I'm Alex Strove. 844-770-3776. Different number from Scalzo and Bruss who were on before us. 844-770-3776. Chris Orr, um, I want to ask a little bit. I, I don't want to make this interview, eh, because I, I want to talk Aaron Rodgers. I want to talk the Jets on on Hard Knocks because Aaron Rodgers, the last time we talked, hadn't even been traded yet, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, so I, I do want to ask you about that and Jordan Love and all the expectations. So I want to get all uh, into all that a little bit later but i'm very curious because i i became a a, um probably a fake fan but a fan of the usfl Mm -hmm. which i did not watch last year right because i didn't know you last year now i know you so i'm I'm like every once in a while when i see generals are playing all right that's that's on the television Uh uh-huh it's an interesting lake yeah um you're too good for it (laughs) is my takeaway are you gonna win defensive player of the year you think or because you guys didn't make the playoffs you won't and I, I know that I, I'm putting you in a bad spot to even answer that question. Um, I mean, no, there were, there were some good defensive players. There was. There was, for sure. I mean, definitely making the playoffs helps. Making the playoffs definitely helps. Um, but, no, I missed a couple of games. So my guess is that it will go to – it's out of three guys. It will go to Frank, Frank Ginda, Kiava Tizino, who was my teammate for that a couple of weeks. That guy was solid, yeah. He was my teammate for a couple of weeks in Carolina. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. We were teammates for like for like two or three weeks. No kidding. I swear. In uh, training camp 2020. Um, or uh, Breland Speaks, who was a former fourth-round draft pick with the Chiefs. He won a Super Bowl with the Chiefs. No, no kidding. Yeah. Wow. Um, I think the first one they won against uh, San Francisco. Sure. And uh, it'll, it'll be between those three probably. Interesting. Had I not missed a couple of weeks. Did you miss two weeks? I thought you only missed one. I missed, well, I say two weeks because. You I got hurt in the game. Yeah, I gotcha. played one drive and then missed the next week and then I was back. But, yeah, had I not missed any time, for sure, without a doubt. <laughs> it's not it's like, 
I'm not even thinking of it. Yeah. You are the uh, most humble sure. guy I know. No, I mean, it's just confidence. A lot of people don't understand, like, I think a lot of people struggle with, like, true confidence. To me, confidence, true confidence comes from inside, and it only comes from the work that you put in. Oh. Like, you can't have confidence from other people telling you you're doing a good job, no matter what you're doing. It's not confident. True confidence isn't going to come from other people saying you're doing a good job. True confidence is going to come from, I've been doing this for X amount of years. I've, I'm disciplined in this. I'm disciplined in that. I know the work that I've put in. I know the work that I'm putting in right now that others aren't. So, like, that's where your true confidence comes from. And that's, that's where my confidence comes from. That's where I'm speaking from. I don't know if I want to cry or run directly through a brick wall. <laughs> You're listening to Life Lessons with Chris Orr on ESPN Madison, live from the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company on the east side of Madison. As Chris explains to us the definition of true confidence. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you have not missed a beat in terms of radio. Nah. So you're uh, doing good on that front. Can't get rusty. No, you certainly can't. So uh, other than the USFL, you're mm-hmm. a new father. Congratulations. Yep, new father. Thank you. Uh, how, how much sleep did you get last night? Uh, I got a good amount. She, she's not too bad. She goes to sleep at 10, wakes up at like 3, sleeps back up at like 7. Some morning she's up at 7. Sometimes she's, she'll sleep all the way until like 9.30. Really? Yeah. Then she'll get up. She'll be up until like noon. She'll take her little cat naps after that. Be ready to go to sleep again at 10. That's not too bad at all. Yeah, not too bad at all. Not too bad at all. So the 3, the 3 a.m. wake up, though, are you sleeping until 3 a.m. until you hear her? Or are you staying up till 3? Oh, no. Ready I'm for sleeping that? until okay. I hear her. I gotcha. Yeah, no. She's going to have to let. She has to let me know that she needs help. Okay. I'm not, yeah, I'm not waking up out. Like, the first couple of nights, I was waking up out of my sleep just to, like, check on her. But, like, that's just, I don't know. I feel like that's natural. Yeah, I feel like that's natural. And then I say I did that for, like, three weeks, and then after that, she's got to let me know. But she will let you know. My nigga, I call her Big Mama, and she's sassy. She will let you know that. She's hungry. If she's missing a bottle, you're going to hear about it. You're going to hear about it for sure. For sure. I love that. There's a difference in those uh, in those cries, man. You start to learn a difference in the cry. Are you going nuts or is there actually different cries? No, there's actually a difference. There's actually a difference. Can you give me an example? Can you do an impression of your two-month-old child? If I was to, I'm not going to lie to you. If I was to do an impression, because she she's not a crier. She just screams. All right. At the top of her lungs. Now, we are in the middle of the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company, but I would welcome a scream if you want to impersonate <laughs> it. I can't do it. That's not good. All right. I'm trying to think. I've never done it. I know. This is a very, this is a first. All right. <laughs> I thought that was good. Hey, man. So which one is that? That's that's the it's bottle hungry. or that's the poop? Yeah, that's the bottle. Oh, that's the hungry. Okay, that's the I got gotcha. you. That's the bottle. That's the bottle for sure. All she right. screams at the top of her lungs when she wants to have a bottle. Well, this might be the best episode of the Great Dane Huddle of all time. We're seven <laughs> minutes in. He's Chris Orham, Alex Shrove. It is the Great Dane Huddle live from the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company on the east side of Madison. Brunch is back at all four Great Dane Pub and Brewing Companies in the Madison area, Saturdays and Sundays until 2.30. Brunch is back. They've got all the great specials, the Playa Burrito, the Daner Special. They've got everything you need. Mimosas, by the way. 
on top of all the great beer you can get at any of the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company locations on the east side of Madison where we are downtown, Fitchburg, or in the Hilldale area. All four locations, back with brunch. Go to greatdanepub.com slash brunch for more information on that. greatdanepub.com slash brunch. All right, Chris, let's dive in a little bit. Uh, we'll get to the, the Jets and, and Hard Knocks and Aaron Rodgers. We'll get to all that a bit later. I do want to ask you, though, about Jordan Love because it is fascinating. And you, You've been in locker rooms with, with new QBs or, or young QBs mm-hmm. who, are, who are trying to gain that confidence. And obviously, Love is in a very, very, very unique situation, yeah, right? Not only is he following up a Hall of Fame quarterback, mm-hmm. he's following up a Hall of Fame quarterback who followed up a Hall of Fame quarterback. Yeah. Tough. Right, he, he's taking over as the starting quarterback of a franchise who hasn't had anything but a Hall of Famer starting for the last 30 years. Mm. So th- there's a lot of, I don't even want to say pressure, because I don't know if that's exactly the right word, but there is certainly a lot of eyes and maybe a little bit of pressure on what Jordan Love brings into this 2023 season for the Green Bay Packers. When you hear some of the things that have been said around him, right, like Jair Alexander interrupting a press conference just to yell, QB1, best quarterback in the league, right? Like hyping up his guy, building yeah. up his guy. What do you make of all of that, right? What do you make of the teammates coming out and saying, you know, Romeo Dobbs, a second-year receiver, says, I'm going from Rodgers to Love. I don't see that big of a difference. Yeah. Do you take that word for what it is, mm-hmm. or do you think that's more just, hey, let's instill some confidence in our guy and see what he's got come September, uh, you know, when, when they right. face off with the Bears? I mean, I think, yeah, honestly, I think it's one of three things. It's either – what you said, like they're just trying to give them some confidence, <laughs> and that's like middle ground. Or it's true, it's genuine. Like I mean, he learned under Aaron Rodgers for the past few years, so I could see how maybe he's adopted not all the way, but some of uh, Rodgers' order of operations throughout camp sure. and how he carries himself as a professional and Hall of Fame quarterback on the field. I could see some of that. Or, or it's the complete opposite, and he's maybe up and down on his emotions and that they're just trying to pump him so full of confidence that nobody will notice and it'll take off on his own. So I, I think that's all it can be, to be honest. I don't think that it's like nobody will know until he plays. Right. It's like no matter what his teammate says, no matter what anybody out there wants to say about him, what he did in college or the little bit of NFL, like in-game experience that he has, it doesn't matter. Once – Nobody's going to know until it's time to play, and not even preseason. Like, we're going to have to wait till week one. And that's when we'll find out who he is and the type of player that he's going to be for the season, to be honest. So I'm going to ask you to make a prediction. I know it's only June 27th, right? We're a month away from training camp. We're a month and a half away from preseason. We're almost two months out from the, uh, you know, over ten weeks out from the regular season opener between the Packers and Chicago down in Chicago. But what kind of quarterback do you think? From what you're hearing, what you're seeing – what do you think the type of quarterback Jordan Love can be? And I'm not asking you to break down his, 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 the, the way he plays, right? right, right. I'm, I'm just thinking, like, he could be the 13th best quarterback in the NFC. Mm-hmm. Or he could be the second best quarterback in the NFC. Like, where do you think he could fall? <laughs> Love stinks, as, as Alex Gravato, producer back in the Everlight Solar Studio, pumps in. I, I'm curious as to what kind of quarterback he can be because – Nobody really knows, right, right? right? And when you hear this confidence around him, I wonder, to your point, if that's genuine mm-hmm. or if that's more just, hey, let's let's prop our guy up until we really know what he is. Right. I'm, I think he's in the window of 7 to 13, to okay. be honest. Like, I think that if what they're saying is true, then he's closer to the 7 number. And then if they're just trying to pump confidence into him, then he's at 13. I don't think, like... 
I think it's unrealistic and it's unfair to ask him to crack the top five quarterbacks of the NFC. Like, when you really think about some of these quarterbacks, like, think about their career. Like, I don't know. A lot of people disrespect a lot of guys. Matthew Stafford's one that comes to yeah, mind. Yeah, people, people disrespect a lot of guys and, like, the players that they are by just looking at if they had a bad year last year or they had an embarrassing game in the playoffs or something and they just make it they take that like that's who you are which everybody understands the cliche saying of you're only as good as your last play that's just a that's just a term to keep you humble like that's not that's not real if you were amazing for 10 years and then in your 11th year you played bad you're not horrible (laughs) you're not horrible um but yeah I, i think his his window is 7 to 13 like I don't think it's fair to ask him to crack that top five in year one as a full-time starter because that's going to come with its own lessons and it's going to come as its own roller coaster. Yeah, I think that's become such a big talking point and headline, yeah. right, the, the NFC quarterbacks because when you look at the AFC, mm-hmm. you got Joe Burrow, you got Josh Allen, you got mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes, you got Aaron Rodgers, right? You, I mean, you got all sorts of studs. I'm missing mm-hmm. a bunch of names that, that I didn't – Herbert, Trevor Lawrence, right? I mean, there's just so many good quarterbacks mm-hmm. in the AFC – and a lot of young, good quarterbacks in the AFC. But when you look at the NFC, it's like, all right, you got Jalen Hurts, and you got old Matthew Stafford, mm-hmm. you got old Kirk Cousins, mm-hmm. you got Jared Goff, who nobody really knows what the hell he is. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look around the NFC, and it's like, yeah, it's kind of wide open. Yeah. So I think that's why that's become such a large talking point. But to have the expectation of Jordan Love, who has never played more or started more than one game, right. In an NFL regular season, to have him come in and light the world on fire with, by the way, the by far youngest wide receiver group in the entire NFL, and probably the youngest tight end group if we mm. did the math on it, I just I feel like that's unfair to him. Yeah, very. And But the, the, the thing that I find more unfair is that the Packers, who we've always viewed it, right, since, since Matt LaFleur was hired in 2019 to this past year in 2022, which was an underwhelming season for the Packers, but they've been in a championship window. Mm-hmm. And now you enter a brand new era of Green Bay Packers football, right? You, you have a brand new quarterback in Jordan Love, uh, at least at, in terms of starting, but you don't really have anything around him in terms of, like, valued, tangibly successful pieces mm-hmm. at the skill positions Yeah, outside of Aaron Jones. Right. At wide receiver, you got Christian Watson, who had a really nice rookie year. Yeah. But he's your best receiver on the entire roster. Yeah. That's troublesome to me for a guy that's going to be starting his second ever NFL game come week one against Chicago. That's yeah. that's worrisome for me as a Packers fan. Yeah, it's almost like uh I don't I don't know. I can't I guess you can't necessarily say this, but you could take the perspective that like the front office is basically telling them you're going to sink or you're going to swim. Like, yeah. we're just going to find out what you're made of. If you can get relatively close for, as a first-year starter to the, I guess, the numbers that Aaron Rodgers put up last year, I guess, in a, in a sense. Want to know Saturdays? I know how many yards. I, I, I can run down Rodgers' stat line for you. 3,695 yards, 26 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. That's tough. I think the interception number would be a little higher. I think you're probably right. And the touchdown number isn't horrible, but given the experience backfield the Packers right, have, right. I feel like that might take away. Yeah, exactly. No, the touchdowns will be more spread out. I think this will be the most – I think the ball – I think another reason that their players might be saying that is because the ball is touching every skilled player on offense's hands every play. It's touching somebody different every play, which is great for offense. It means you're balanced. It means that 
nobody on defense could, I guess you could say, like, quote-unquote, relax. But nobody, I guess, relaxes. But you have to focus on everybody because sure. everybody can be a target. Like, sometimes – so when you're meeting as a, as a team and you're breaking down the offense, there are certain targets that get larger – the closer you get to the red zone or even in the red zone or in the high red or low red or in the fringe area, like we, you break down the, the football field probably by like every 20 yards. And if he's spreading the ball to everybody, there's no telltale sign. So you oh. can't – there's certain coverages that you can't play because it's like you have to respect everybody. So simply what you're saying is there's actually an advantage to the inexperience the Packers offense brings? Yeah, yeah. There From a is. scheming standpoint. There, yeah, there is, because nobody knows. There's nothing – like right now going into a game, you're probably thinking uh, we got to handle those backs. And we know they have this this young receiver who's going into year two who can really stretch the field. He's got a uh, – he's good at the point of attack. Uh, not the shiftiest, but that's who we have to worry about. We got to stop this run, and we got to handle this this young stud receiver or this young receiver with that can stretch the field vertically. And then – you know that the quarterback can run some, but you probably not. You're not like terrified of him throwing, putting the ball in the air 35 plus times and beating you. You're not worried about that, huh? Your perspective is always so fascinating to me because of your background, right? Like you have some yep. coaching experience with the, with the Badgers, obviously playing experience with the Badgers as well as in the NFL with the Panthers in 2020, and obviously your very strong USFL showing the last two years. Mm-hmm. So your background is so fascinating to me. So your perspective on this matter is a hell of a lot more to me than pretty much everybody else I talk to on this matter. <laughs> so I'm going to use what you just said. There is an advantage to the inexperience for the Packers offense this upcoming season, which makes me think they're going 8-0 out the gates. He's Chris Orham, Alex <laughs> <laughs> it's a great day in Idle. Live from the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company on the east side of Madison. I want to ask Chris about some of the recruiting stuff going on with the Badgers. As that's making headlines everywhere, I think everybody's freaking out. We'll find out what Chris thinks. It's a great day in Huddle rolling on right after this. It's enough to make me feel supernatural. Great Dane Huddle rolling out live from the Great Dane Puppet Brewing Company on the east side of Madison. I'm Alex Strope alongside my guy Chris Orr. Uh, Chris, I'm going to actually just give you the floor. What the hell happened when we went to break there? I ran out of the Great Dane. Yeah, you used the correct word. You did not walk. To take my betaine HCL, which is a digestive enzyme. So that means you can poop better? Well, it just, I mean. We all support healthy Not necessarily. <laughs> that's, that's not the end goal. What's the end goal? Uh, it's more so to make sure that your body's <sighs> using the right vehicles to supply the food that you ingest to the right parts of your body. So you're beefing up? No, I'm not beefing up. Everybody should take a digestive enzyme. Uh, I don't if know what that means. you're over like 25. I'm not. Oh, you're almost 25. Aren't you 25? I just turned 26, man, a couple weeks ago. Happy birthday. I did wish you a happy birthday. Yeah, you did. Um, I'm on the other side now, brother. (laughs) (laughs) Gee, you're right in the middle, right? You're 25? Yes, just a couple weeks after my my half birthday, if you count those things. Uh, Mine just happened as well, so happy half birthday to you. Uh, Are you you more nervous about getting to the other side of 25 or getting to 30? No, yeah, the I I've in my mind decided that your mid twenties are until you're twenty nine, and then when you're twenty nine, <laughs> it's your late twenties. 
And like then that. 30s are just an extension of the late 20s. But I, I'm not there yet. I'm not thinking about that. I, well, you clearly are because you've already established what... It the, doesn't exist, Alex. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I'll lay off. I'll lay off. Or, ornery Alex Gravatt back at the Everlight Solar Studio. Matt, he's not here with us. At the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company on the east side of Madison. Chris or Alex Strope with you. Uh, Chris, the former Badger, was on the staff last year uh, with Paul Christ and a little bit into Luke Fickle when he took over for the bowl game. And now Chris uh, back playing again, man. Just wrapped up a run in the USFL with the New Jersey Generals. Chris, I got a bone to pick with you on that real, real quick before we talk Badgers recruiting. What the hell happened in your last game, man? Um, I flipped it on. I, so how the USFO works, for those of you not familiar, there's two conferences, right? There's two conferences of four teams, eight teams in total. And the top two teams from each conference make the playoffs. So it's not by best record because the division Chris was not in had a bunch of teams over 500. The, team, the division Chris was in was a bunch of teams under 500. Uh, very close to the line. And you guys were right on the line, right? You were four and five, if I'm not mistaken, entering your final game. Maybe four and six? No, we were three and six. Three and six. But you were still in second place. Yeah. All you needed to do was win, and you were in. Yep. Winning, you're in. You lost by like 40 points. It wasn't 40 points. 28? It wasn't 28 points. How much you lose by? I think the final score was... 35 to three? No. They didn't score 35 points. They scored 26 points. 26 to three? I think 26 to six was the final score. Lost by three touchdowns, Chris. Yeah, it happens, man. What happened? Winning your end game. You, you were just like the Packers in January against um, Detroit. Well, I mean, halftime was 9-9 uh, nine, nine or 6-3, something like that. You only that. scored six points, you just said. How uh, was it 9-9? Nine nine? Yeah, I'm about to tell you what happened. Uh, one of the touchdowns we gave up was a fumble that our offense had, and they returned it for a touchdown. So that didn't help. Oh, it wasn't uh, your fault. We had a couple more turnovers. Uh, also, what, not your fault? We had a... We were backed up in our own territory. So this is something for people to watch. You just watch. If you want to understand who's going to win a game, for a majority of the time, this is almost 100% but not quite, follow the field position battle. And field position battle, what I mean is just take note of where the team you're rooting for, take note of where they're starting, their offensive possessions start. And the Shout other team's offensive possessions start. Punters help flip the field. We call it flipping the field. So, like, if you're backed up, you can punt the ball from, let's say you're on your own 10. You punt the ball from your own 10, and you have a really good punter, get some good hang time on it. Their returner has to fair catch it or something on, like, the 15. He just flipped the field. That's amazing for your defense. Um, yeah, I want to say we had a punt, like, uh, I think it got tipped at the line because we had a really good punter. Um, I like, I love all my specialists, by the way. Uh, shout out J.J. Jansen and Brad Norman, even though we're never teammates. Uh, <laughs> Those two were teammates. <laughs> Those two were teammates, which is crazy. But I'm like the bridge. You are the bridge. Yeah, I am the bridge. So go on. But, um, yeah, so we had a couple of – we had like a tip punt. They got the ball at like the 30. So essentially if you get the ball on like the plus 40 as an offense, it's like automatic points. The percentages for like touchdowns is crazy, like – if you start on your own, let's say, uh, now I'm not going to be spot on, but you can look it up and find it probably. On your own 10 to your own goal line, I want to say you have like a 7% chance of coming away with points. Like not just a touchdown, I'm talking about field goal. You have a 7% chance of coming away with points. And then if you get the ball on your own 
to be safe, let's say 40. So 40 to 40. The percentage is like 43. You get the ball on like the plus 45, which means uh, you're on the plus side of the uh, 50 going into your end zone. I want to say the percentage is like 72, and then if you get it on like the 30, it's like 100%. Huh. Yeah, so that's something to keep an eye on. So we we gave up field position. We gave a touchdown away. So that's two touchdowns right there. Um, the rest were field goals. We lost a game this year. You want you want to know something crazy? I do. I bet you. I bet you will. I bet, <laughs> I bet I do. I bet you're right about that. We lost a game this year, 24 to 21. Yep. We didn't give up a touchdown. All field goals. All field. Goals. Seven field goals. Is that math right? Eight field goals. (laughs) (laughs) Math, not my specialty. Psych! Eight field goals. That's the wrong number! Eight field goals, and they didn't start a drive. Outside of one possession, every other drive started on the plus 45. Woof. That's why they got those eight field goals. What's the defense doing, man? Stopping them. Stopping them from scoring touchdowns. This dude's... Luis, I don't, I don't know his last name, but he was not. He was who's Luis? Hey man, he was a kicker for Philadelphia Star. Oh, okay, yeah, he kicked it. a sixty-three yarder. Yeah, yeah, he set the record. He's a USFL <laughs> record. He might be sixty-three. Yeah, I'm reading these the stats. Get yeah. Brian Gutekunst on the phone. He with might him. be in the Hall of Fame here soon. What Hall know? of Fame? Did you you want to know a fun fact? Wait, what a Hall of Fame? The Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio is not the NFL Hall of Fame. It's Pro Football Hall of Fame. Pro Football Hall of Fame. Do USFL members get in there? Yeah, you can get in there. You're going to be a USFL <laughs> Hall of Famer, dude. <laughs> dude, you're going to accomplish all your hopes and dreams. USFL Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio. I figured it out. <laughs> way to con the system, my dude. Figure out your own way. Play the game the way it's not meant to be played. You yeah. get your butt to Canton. I can't wait to see the. I wonder if the USFL like molds the the statues are lower quality than the nah, NFL it's ones. Be lower I wonder how your dreads would look. It's not gonna be I wonder how your dreads would look on on the bust of your USFL induction. It's like have you ever been to the zoo where they have those like oh, probably a bubble, bobblehead. <laughs> and you just like crank it out, and then yeah. it like, makes a plastic mold. That's the bust. Of <laughs> That's Chris the bust Orr. of Chris Hart. The size That's of the, the penny you, you get at the zoo. Oh my goodness! That's I actually just found that out this year, though. I didn't know that. I didn't. Is not there know any that. USFL guys in the Hall of Fame? Well, like, so I don't like not necessarily, but like <laughs> I know one of our receivers actually from the year before. His jersey was in the Hall of Fame because he caught the first touchdown. In the oh. reboot of the USFL, yeah. So like, a little bit. Not there's no bust. <laughs> you can't go to the USFL. You're getting one. Bust. You're getting one. That's not. You're getting one. I don't want that. I'm advocating for it. <laughs> nope. I know you don't want it, but I'm going to advocate for it. Change.org. I'm starting a petition tonight. <laughs> Chris or USFL bust in the Pro Football Fame. <laughs> He's Chris Orr. I'm Alex Drew. What I love about working with Chris Orr is we could literally have nothing to talk about. But we will find the most idiotic things to talk about. For sure. Like we just did for the last 12 for minutes. Sure. My goodness. Uh, my favorite game we play each week at ESPN Madison is a little game known as Gmail. That's uh, produced. You've got mail. By Alex Cravat, <laughs> who's back in the Everlight Solar Studio downtown Madison. He's got questions. A bunch of people email him. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think 
more people have emailed them within the last couple of weeks. They've got questions specifically for Chris. Oh. I've been out the last few weeks. They might have a few questions for me. We're going to answer those questions next. We'll play Gmail right after this. It's the Great Dane Huddle, live from the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company on the east side of Madison. I wish I was a disco boy, disco boy. Moving like I'm paranoid, paranoid. I wish I was a disco boy, disco boy. I should be dancing, pain away, pain away. <laughs> the Great Dane Huddle rolls on live from the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company. On the east side of Madison, I'm dealing with the two biggest idiots in the state of Wisconsin tonight. Chris Orr and Alex Cravat, who's back at the Everlight Solar Studio holding it down for us tonight. Chris, you all right, man? Yeah, I'm great, man. I could tell. I'm not just... You love life. Loving life, man. You love life, I'm don't you? Life. I'm loving life. I'm Good. loving life for sure. Right? I'm also loving life. Oh, man. All right, we're going to play Gmail in a second, but first, got to tell you about my friends over at Condon Jewelers, the jeweler on the east side, the jeweler on your side. Diamond Jim, he is the owner of the store. He is in the store each and every day, seven days a week, ready to help you. Whether you're looking to take that next step, whether you're looking to treat yourself, need a new watch, maybe get something for a birthday or an upcoming holiday for the lady, the right place to go is Condon Jewelers. I don't know what else to tell you. The number one place to go in Madison, Wisconsin is Condon Jewelers. Off East Washington, we're next to Office Max, across from the East Town Mall area. Cotton Jewelers, the best in the biz. They will help you. No pressure. They're the best. Go see Jim. Tell him Strofe sent you from ESPN Madison. He's Chris Orr, Alex Strofe. It is time to play the best game ever created. It's time to play Gmail. You've got mail. Chris, we've missed you. I gotta say, <laughs> there we've we've tried many a time to recreate. The, the antics of do aliens exist, and we've had our fun, <laughs> but there's nothing quite like that. Still the greatest debate we've had on the show. I forgot about I that. completely agree, but uh, Cornelius <laughs> in Texarkana, he's back. really oh, excited yeah. to see you come back, Texas Chris. boy. And he's curious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's curious. If you're on death row, Chris, uh-huh. can you order a buffet? What are your thoughts? Uh, I think so. I think so. Like... <laughs> I, in all honesty, I think if you order a buffet, <laughs> they have to sit there and wait until you are satisfied <laughs> with your meal. Because that's one meal. You don't go no, through, it's not. Yes, it is. They say you get one last meal, not one last meals. A buffet is one meal. No, it's not. If, if every said, plate if, is one okay, meal. If I decided to take you to Chris, you're the guy. You're right the now. guy. You're the guy that tonight sat at the bar about five thirty, ordered three fish tacos, and now you sat down at a different table and ordered a big <laughs> ass steak salad. All right, both delicious. Both you can get at the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company. They're both great. Is they're this one meal for you then? Because using your logic, the yeah, two meals you're about to consume meal. an hour apart are no, one no, meal. No, 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 no. A buffet is in its own category of meals. A buffet, like, to me, it's a subgroup. Like, if you say we're going to Golden Corral, if we're there from 1 to 4 p.m., that's one meal. So you, 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 you think they're going to bring you up if you're a prisoner on death row? You think they're going to be like, yeah, let's go up to the China walk up the street. They should never allow for me to get my last meal. <laughs> I'm just, this is what I want. All right, honestly, your logic is sound. This I'm is what I it. want. All right, I'm flipping sides. Chris <laughs> is right about this. G, what's your stance on this? I think they're going to, like, bring in, like, four or five things. I don't think you're going to yeah, get, Yeah, they're like, not going to bring a full buffet. Array, but no, they're not. May, or maybe they close down. They, like, order out a buffet. They're like, hey, buffet, you're closed from this time to this time. We're bringing someone in. I think that could happen. 
We're bringing in a criminal that's so damn bad. They're not going to do we're that. We're putting him in the electric <laughs> chair later. But that. first, we would love to fill him up with sesame chicken and fried rice. <laughs> They're not going to do that. They're not going to do that. They, I do think they'll order like four or five things, though, and just give it to him or her. Is Cornelius dying? I, I, I don't think so. It seems like I'll, I'll check the, the scanners and whatnot, see if they got sure. arrested. But, Good idea. Uh, <laughs> excellent email. So, Cammy and Madison has started watching Vikings, right? Big Vikings fan. But, but I heard about that. I need to start that. I've never even heard of this. Go she, on. She asked, who would win in a fight, a ninja or a Viking? It's a Viking. I don't know, brother. I don't know. <laughs> you ever seen Ninja Assassin? Bro, no, I have shadows. Like, it depends on the setting. Where I've, are they I've seen te- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles several times. You ever seen, uh, I used to watch this on, uh, dang, well, Spike Network. Are we about to talk about the deadliest warrior? Deadliest warrior, dude. That was my show. Bro, that was that good. was my show. Oh my God. That was my show, dude. Love that show. Is that on streaming anywhere? Do we know? I don't know. I'm going to find it. Tonight. I am too. I am too. You're absolutely right. <laughs> Text me what episode you watch because I'm gonna watch it too. You find it. I will. I got every streaming platform known to man. Although I'm having some issues with Netflix now because we share it. Yeah. You're not supposed to share it anymore. Yeah. So I get logged out and then I got to log back in and say this is my home address. I don't know. It's all a pain in the ass. But <laughs> um, I'm going with a Viking here over a ninja. I don't. I don't know because. On Deadliest Warrior, I remember a ninja fighting, and man, he was getting into the. There's weak spot. There's chinks in the Vikings' armor. They're not that fast. They're strong. You can't let that blade hit you. But a ninja is super fast, quick. For those of you that have uh, reached a peak interest on the Deadliest Warrior, <laughs> that is available on Amazon Prime if you do have a subscription. What? For real? What my it's what my research tells me. Oh yeah, my research is Alex Gravat back in the Everlight Solar Studio <laughs> looking it up. I wasn't sure if we were supposed to talk about it. Well, I just did, so that. I guess it's too late. <laughs> so a man stayed in a five-star hotel. Thank you, Logan and Duluth, for this one. Uh, for 600 days without paying by befriending the staff and sneaking from room to room. Wow. Logan asks, would it be easier to hide? For an extended period of time in a hotel or a supermarket. Alex? Mm. Oh. This reminds me when I was a child. If my father brought me to a store and he didn't get me what I wanted, I would purposely, when his back is turned, hide on one of the shelves that's empty. You're ridiculous. And I did that several times. Up until I was about age 18 and I was too large to do it. I'm just kidding. Um... But, no, I did do that when I was younger. A supermarket's an interesting pick. Well, the other option was what, a hotel? Yes. I feel like it'd be a lot easier to blend in at a supermarket. If you just, like, I don't know, sat on a toilet for eight hours at a time at a hotel, you're probably getting away with it. And then you pop out to get a free cup of water and a muffin, complimentary muffin. You're getting away with it. And then you go back to the bathroom. I feel like you could last a couple days doing that. But a supermarket... Hide in a shelf, use the bathroom, just browse. I feel like supermarket's the answer here. I I think it's harder to hide in a supermarket. Do you? Yeah, I think it'd be pretty easy to sneak into a hotel, man. Like they're not. But there's so much in and out of the supermarket. Whereas if you're sneaking into a hotel, you're not getting in a room. Bro, but listen to this guy. Six hundred days by just befriending the staff. I can say what's up to the staff. Hey, let me sleep in here for a couple of days. You don't have this booked for another couple of days. Yeah, but I'm I think that's a lot easier said than done. 
I don't know. You man. think you can just walk into a hotel and be like, yo, man, I I'm love your you. first name. Your name's Chris. That's my friend's first you. name, too. Okay. I would love a free room for the next three years. I'll tell you this, Alex. If I went to a hotel and I offered somebody, I don't know, $40 as they were cleaning out a room to let me just stand there for the night, hey, you pocket that. Just don't tell anybody I'm here. Come on, man. I'm lasting a while. I like it. Supermarket, you're going to get caught. I like it. But I don't think so. I get the supermarket. supermarket. I don't think so. You're gonna get caught. No, you won't, because I think if you if you pick your spots correctly, right? Think so, about the manager that's just steadily seeing you steal chips. That person's boring. There's there's more boring people at a supermarket than a hotel. For sure. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I still think it'd be easier to get away with though. It's so easy to blend in. It is easy to blend in. It's a in. fascinating debate. Where where does one come up with this? Who is this? Logan in Duluth? Yeah. <laughs> Tell Logan in Duluth to stop smelling the outside air, uh, given the Calif <laughs> or Canadian rather wildfires, <laughs> because that guy's on something. Great question. We've got question. one we last one, more? Great. one. One last one. LeBron James is demolishing his thirty-seven million dollar home to quote build his dream home. Mm. Huh? <laughs> uh, yeah. How much money is too much money? Uh, okay, before we answer that question, Chris is the biggest LeBron James fan I know, bar none. For sure. Okay? This is idiotic. No, it's not. He's demolishing a $37 million home, Chris. He got it. I understand that. $37 million. He got it. Sounds like my dream home. At least, think about this. Sounds like my dream home. Think about this. Think about this. You didn't think about this, right? (laughs) Think about the good Samaritan he's being by demolishing his own home and just building on top of it instead of... Leaving that home, trying to sell it for somebody else, another thirty-seven million dollars, thirty-seven million dollars down the drain, Run. demolishing somebody Run. else's home, Run. taking some land from somebody else, and building his dream home. He's just d- destroying his own property. Yeah, what a gr- what a great guy! Demolishing a thirty-seven million hey, dollar it. home. He got it. I understand that. I can't be mad at him. He got but it. But if you gave me a thirty-seven million dollar home, that's way better than any you of my dream crazy? ideas. You want crazy though? You want those crazy? What's though? crazy though? You nor me are LeBron James. We don't got it. It's a fair point. If you had a billion dollars, and you was like, oh, I'm just gonna take down my own house and make another one. I'm not gonna think about. I'm not moving to somewhere else to do it. You are such a big idiot. <laughs> and I love you for it. But your your undying loyalty to anything related to LeBron James has to be one. Of, and you're an impressive dude. He's the GOAT. But your undying loyalty to this dude, knocking down a $37 million mansion and saying, saying he's going to build his dream home. He's got two kids and a wife. What does he need for a dream home? You didn't think Probably about a this. chef and maybe a maid. This, though. You didn't think about this, though. What if he just bought that home when he moved to L.A. when he got... When he signed with the Lakers. I'm done with this it conversation. It was his home. You're, you're not wrong. It is. It's $37 million worth. Yeah, but that's... I think it's big enough for him. But he's got it. I mean, I'm not disagreeing with that part of it, Chris, but that's a horrible argument. He's got it. He's <laughs> knocked down $37 million worth of a mansion. Unbelievable. Chris or Alex Strope with you. It's a great day in Huddle Live from the Great Day Pub and Brewing Company on the east side of Madison. We'll wrap it up after this.
<laughs> What's so funny? <laughs> Alex. Which one? <laughs> G. <laughs> Alex G. <laughs> so not me. I didn't see you at the office the other day, Alex. Where was you at? Yesterday I was in Milwaukee. Ah. I got to do sales stuff. We just we just doing some catch up on the radio right now. What the hell are we doing? Yeah, man. How like was your ride to the to the Dane today? You get you get there safely? Yeah, yeah, it was smooth, man. It was smooth. There's a little traffic on the Beltline though, unfortunately. Like I feel like there should not be traffic in Wisconsin. You guys just want to do the show. I'll continue to eat my Cubano. You guys can just keep catching up on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> Alex, he's my boy. Yeah, I mean we're gonna go. What live. am I? You're my boy too. Power rank us. <laughs> And there's the music, which means you have to do it. If I'm power ranking people at ESPN? Yeah, give us your top four ESPN Madison teammates All right, top as four. you make your return from the USFL. All right. Start at number four. Number four. Choose wisely. I'm going to have to go uh, Tom. Tom Olson, our general manager. Yeah, Tom's at four. Good choice. Three. Alex G. Oh, good, no. good, 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 good. Two. Brad Norman. Okay. One. Jesse. <laughs> Excuse it's you, me. man. It's you, bro. Yeah, better be. Better be. <laughs> Remember who's sitting next to you. Remember who's sitting next to you. Nah, it's you. You're the one I called. And uh, Maddie Hayes, who runs the social media department for ESPN Madison, is sitting in front of us just shaking her head. Not happy with you. Five. You made some enemies today, Chris. As you should. Listen, you listen, should. listen. The thing is, this is what you got to understand. So Alex is number one. Alex Schroff is number one because he's the one I called. He's the one that helped me get on air. He's the, he's the one whose number I had. Uh, I'm, I'm the reason you're here. From some would say. Me, some would say. me back in the day. Two is Brad just because, you know, we both played at UW. Both played in Carolina. Sure. And he's a great guy. I, I love Brad. I also love Brad. I would love to just invite. I would love to just, I don't know, go somewhere, invite Brad. Let's have some beer, and let's just exchange. I just want to hear. I want to hear a punter's war stories. <laughs> That's what I want to hear so bad okay. over a few beers. And then, Alex G., you're three. Just because I, I like you, bro. Like, you got good vibes, man. Your number four is Tom because you know where your bread is buttered. No, no. Four is Tom. <laughs> four is Tom because he also has good vibes. I like Tom. He's cool. I love Tom. I'm just I'm, I'm just saying you put the boss on your power rankings list. Nah. That was just four, though. I don't think that's by an accident. But I haven't hung out. That's like y'all are the ones I've hung out with. That's fair. That's fair. All right. I have a dilemma to run past you both. Okay. As uh, we're dealing with this Canadian wildfire smoke throughout the area tonight, uh, I've got an outdoor volleyball game do starting it. in an hour and five minutes. Eight o'clock. Eight o'clock first serve time. Don't do it. I'm doing it. Don't do it. Why not? You shouldn't, man. You shouldn't be ingesting that. You need to get in the house. You worried about me? Yeah, you need to get in the house. I'm not going to do it, though. I'm going to go play. But you should go to the house. You should double check and make sure that's not canceled. They canceled. I, I would have already gotten a stuff. phone call if that was the case. Uh, not necessarily, man. You're still over the game an hour started out. an hour ago. They have games all night. I mean, I guess I can double check quick, but you shouldn't do it, brother. I'm doing it, brother. I know you. 
What do you mean you know me? You shouldn't do it, man. What does that mean? You think I'm going to die? Don't do it. You're pounding your chest. Yeah, I had a heart surgery once. Yeah. Is that what you're referring to? Yeah, man. Don't do it. I appreciate you caring about me, but, like, the air quality is just bad. It's not, like, horrible. Exactly. You smoked worse Now, think about this. Now, think about this. G, Alex. do not incriminate me. <laughs> do not incriminate me. But think uh, about this. Though. Air quality index is 180, which says it's unhealthy. But think about this, though. So not only that, so you're doing a strenuous exercise. Not really. Winter gets beer. You're yeah. You're be drinking beer to yep. hydrate yourself, which is nothing but dehydrate you a little more. While you're doing physical activity, come on, man. Your lungs going to be working overtime. Your heart going to be working overtime. Don't do that. You think I'm gonna drop dead tonight if I play? I don't think you're gonna drop dead. I think I think you're just putting more on your body than you need to for no reason. Well, um, and you even said yourself you don't train. So what's come on, bro? Uh, I train for volleyball. Hard hard working volleyball player. I'll tell you what. You don't train for that. Oh yeah, every I've day. Seen volleyball players. You train. should see me in the weight room. I've seen volleyball players train, and you're not training like that. Well, no, no, I'm not. exactly. But you know what I'm going to go do tonight, Chris? I'm going to win in three sets. I'm going to get the job done tonight because I fight for my team. I fight for my <laughs> friends. And I like proving people wrong. Chris Orr, always a pleasure, my man. Thanks for doing this as always. Appreciate, Appreciate you. you. Alex Ravat, thank you. This has been the Great Dane Huddle. Live from the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company on the east side of Madison. We'll talk to you next week. Peace.